You're listening to Artitude, a podcast with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Schlich, and today we dive into the exciting deep ocean of the creative mind with Declan Jones. Hi Declan. Hello, G. Cliff. Good morning or good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, yeah. or good morning. <laughs> it's, it's an island. It's funny. They, 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 they say already good afternoon if it's two o'clock. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, midday in Ireland at, at the moment yeah. is really um, 13.20 because we're in summertime and where we are is 20 minutes from London geographically all right so midday in ireland in the summer is not 12 o'clock yeah. but it's 1300 hours 20 minutes uh so that means one hour and 20 minutes apart yeah yeah all right so is, is that the reason why the the irish say already at 11 o'clock in the morning good night yeah <laughs> <laughs> any time of the day is good Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I really, as I came over here and they said, oh, well, a beautiful afternoon, and I thought something was wrong with me. You know, watching the clock and saying, hey, it's one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you're putting suntan lotion on, people think 12 o'clock, you know, you got to do it, it's midday. Yeah. But really, they're an hour and 20 minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if I say that at 11 o'clock, good morning, at, for instance, in Gulen, Yeah. They thought I'm crazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> The day is over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, go home to Germany. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I suppose in, in summer in Ireland, the morning starts so early, maybe yeah. four o'clock, maybe a little earlier. And then the evening, it doesn't get dark. And then in June, it hardly gets dark at all, you know. And what I've learned here in my life in Gulen is that uh, that you deal mostly with farmers. Farmers mm. get going, getting up very early in the morning. That means three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, getting the kettle. Then, dun, 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 you know. So that's probably as well the reason why they say, "What a beautiful afternoon!" If it's one o'clock or something. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Completely, you lost your track time-wise. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, it's not. It's nice not to be guided by the clock, but by the weather and by what you do yourself. Which is very natural, isn't it? I think so. I think it lends to the creativity because some people say, oh, I can do nothing except at night. Yeah. But that's night doesn't matter. It's when no. you're ready to do it and no. when you're ready to apply yourself. And that's Da Vinci made it. I mean, he, I think he slept three hours and then he was working again and then he slept, you know. And uh, I think mm. if that works, it's good, isn't it? Well, it is because we forget Like in the west of Ireland here, and yeah. I think I was talking to you before about it, in yeah. a sense, we forget that the monks, the ancient monks, drifted towards the west of Ireland 
and islands off the west of Ireland yeah. because it, it was the last frontier of Europe, the, the known world. And for them, when you went out to sea, you could fall off the sea because their belief was the world was flat. Like like it looks at, at, the, at the beacon. Yes. And it, not close to Baltimore, Baltimore, the Baltimore beacon. But this beacon was, was built by, by the Irish um, um, because the... The English want, want, wanted to build them, you know. So, yeah. so I've researched a little bit about that. So yeah. that wasn't yeah. the monks. But the monks did other good things. Uh, they, they, they brew. Um, they used to be the first, uh, uh, say, actually, chemists. And they brew the beer. Yes, yes. For medicinal purposes. Was it medicinal? Yes. And even today, Irish whiskey, it's for a medicinal purpose. When you have a cold... You take to the bed with a bottle of Irish whiskey and some hot water. Especially if, if the baby is crying, uh, yeah. give, give him a paddies. <laughs> this happened to me. I only found out maybe 20 years ago before yeah. my mother died yeah. that um, because I was a child who wouldn't sleep, she used to add some a spoonful of whiskey to my bottle and oh. that would send me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was very common here. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. still is probably. Probably, on, on, on yeah. On rural side, I think so. That's mm. right. Mm. All right. So, um, uh, why Declan is part of our of our show, and why Dec why we dive to today together with Declan into the uh, unexpected ocean of the creative mind is Declan wrote a book. Wrote 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 a book about uh, um, a priest, and it it is uh, half the way autobiographical, I think, I suppose, uh, and because that used to be a priest, but is not a priest anymore because he couldn't deal with this, with it with with his conscience somehow to 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 be still in in this job is that true i mean is it right well yeah i was ordained a priest and i actually haven't formally left the, the i i actually formally haven't left the priesthood um, yeah. um but um i don't practice obviously yeah um but yes i i, I think um two, two things i i think there's a big difference and people don't often think or maybe understand it the difference between belief and faith yeah and also the book i wrote it was based in the 1970s yeah which um i i was published in 2014 okay um but when did you write it uh, i wrote it 2011 to 2013 and then published it was published in 2014 but you probably put as well a, a, not just your autobiography into it you put a little bit of research I mean, it took probably a couple of years to, to oh, oh, oh yes well what, what, what I was interested in is that like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to Ireland the show. today yeah. is a liberal democracy yeah. and a, a very open, wide economy. Yeah. Back in the 1970s, the late 60s, the early 1970s, and on through that decade, yeah. Ireland, I believe, 
was in the last throes of being a, um, what do they call it, uh, a theocracy. Mm -hmm. A theocracy is something like Iran is today. Mm -hmm. It is the religious belief yeah. that guides the political philosophy. Yeah. And very much back from the foundation of the Irish state in 1922 yeah. to the early 70s, Irish politicians, the Irish government, always deferred to the Catholic Church and its authority on how it should rule the Irish people. Yes, the church and, 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 and state was one unit. More, more or less. I yeah. mean, it, it, it wasn't formally, but certainly if the church disagreed with any policy or laws that the government were going to introduce... Couldn't, they couldn't get further with it. Yes, it, they, they could uh, insist that the government change this. And yeah. the government always did. It always differed. Which is very dangerous all... Well, it it is because again it brings in this notion of faith and belief, yeah. uh, because in a sense to have faith in something yeah. is irrational, because we don't fully understand it's to have faith, but to believe in something is you have something. It's a rational Which thing is already already given with with without uh, questioning it. it uh, the faith is yes, but the believe to believe no, in, the, uh, no, the belief I think is is. Is like like the ten ten command com, uh. the ten commandments. Yeah. Yes, but the one behind it is the God who gave the commandments. You must you can't prove that God exists. No. So therefore, it's not rational. It's it's in your mind. That's what I mean. I yes. Mean, I yes. Mean, uh, I'm I'm always arguing with with. Uh, I had, my last chat was 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 a was a girl. She is she is Mormon and uh, mm. and. She was very devastated as well uh, because of this belief system, you know. And uh, she has as well a podcast. And I, I wrote her. I say, look, um, it's great. What, what, how you, how are you gonna, gonna deal with situations? I think really that 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 we need more, more exploring uh, the spirituality instead the believing, you know. Yes. Well, in a sense, yes. I I think there's there, the believing has to be explored that's and has to I, be challenged. That, exactly. That's, yes. That's what I mean. Yes. So yeah. so I I think where whether one like for me now at the moment, yeah, my belief is that there is something there which we we all call God in mm. a sense, but but not a God that that we have in our heads, mm. but. And whether you're a Mormon or whether you're a Catholic or whether you're um, <clears throat> um, Shinto or um, whether you, you, you believe in Muhammad or whether you believe in um, uh, any of the Indian religions, yeah. I believe that's cultural. Sure. That, sure, that there is sure. just one real yeah, yeah. presence that yeah. wherever you're born, you were indoctrinated or the culture or inculturated into a particular belief that your ancestors have that your community has that your family has absolutely uh, and it's it's only in this world today that where we travel quite a lot we can see the ideas 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 swapping over into another society and all the yeah something new creates as well yeah and, and, and also what people do like i mean in in western europe um, um christians like candles 
to remind themselves of God or, 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 or to pray. Yeah. Uh, the same happens in India with their gods or, or in China or in Japan. You, you know that people sometimes have very similar, um, not only similar beliefs, yeah. but that they ha have similar rituals where they... True. because because they belong to... to a species called human, isn't it? Yes, and, and they yeah. believe in a transcendent, whatever they name they put on that yeah. transcendent. Yeah. And there's probably as well a, a collective consciousness. I mean, if, so if, very much so. If, if we came, for instance, from from we we we're not coming from the what's the starch the the, the, the word uh, <laughs> I forgot the, the name the stark yeah yeah. So if, if we don't come from the stark, we, I mean, we come rather from the, from the stardust than from the stark, probably. Yeah, 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 and, but. but I think any of us who are, you know, touched by the transcendent and 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 spiritual, yeah. we would be very good uh, Jews if we were born in Israel. Yeah. We would be very good Muslims if we were born in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. We would be very good Catholics if we we're born in Ireland. Yeah. We would be very good whatever, whatever, wherever we're born, because it's it's that sort of notion that we're touched by this. Faith, this, belief, yeah. this, it, this, 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 this thought. I mean, this sort of manipulated thought uh, due to the to the habitats, due, due to the place where where we grow up. Mm. You know? and, and I think uh, I think it's difficult to to break out of this uh, if if you're surrounded by by believers. You know, I think uh, so. And I I've seen this around. Me brainwash, for instance. You know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and we're all. Even unless we're put up to it, unless we're fa challenged or faced to it, we don't really believe that. Like, you know, in Ireland, when I was growing up as a young person, as a teenager, there was um, the war in the north of Ireland. Um, and it was <clears throat> seen to be a, a religious war between Catholics and Protestants. It was seen to be a political war between people who were there from the time of a plantation by the English and the people who were there, uh, uh, indigenous, yeah. uh, native Irish, who, yeah. who didn't like the um, the, 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 um, the plantation. Yeah. Um, and then if you go to um, somewhere like Rwanda, it, it's ethnic, it's Tutsis and Hutus. Ah, absolutely. I mean, that was awful, wasn't it? Yes, and I happened to be there at that I mean, at the, that, that, during that time. Yeah, we come, we come you know, later come, today. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If, we, if we can make that today, because yeah. I think I think your 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 job as a priest already yeah. takes <laughs> takes I think uh, some some time on board. It's quite interesting, and as well, I think the listeners they are really they they appreciate it to to uh, come across with 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 a with a quasi priest or with 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 an, with an ex-priest, I mean, but you say you you still, still well in the Catholic Church when you're ordained a priest, you're a priest forever. Are you? And you can um, apply to become laicized, yeah. which means you don't be a cleric but a layperson, a northerly member of the church. But I've never applied for that. Yeah. And sometimes, as um, if you do something wrong as a priest, the church would throw you out of the priesthood. But yeah. they haven't done that either to me. So 
they may do after this podcast. I may have the mannequin on my head, but, but you know, we'll deal with that if it happens. Yeah, so let's, let, let, let's try how, how we can achieve this. <laughs> Um, That's great. I was wondering, so as as you as you studied to become priest, mm. um, what did you study, and and who was responsible for 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 studying your when when did you study in the seventies? You say as well, yeah, seventies and eighties. Yeah. How long yeah. did how long does it, did it take? It takes around eight or nine years. Nine years. Yeah. To become a priest. Yeah, well, I I was a Franciscan, yeah. which is. Um, Priests who in Ireland don't normally work in parishes, yeah, but they stay in convents or um, uh, friaries, yeah, and it is there that the people come yeah. to talk with them, and they act as quasi counselors, yeah. um, or religious services, or, or 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 talk about their problems, or in the olden days, back in the seventies and eighties, and maybe very early nineties, people would come for confession. Yeah, uh, where they would um, say that they had sinned and would ask forgiveness um, for those sins, yeah. uh, which is very much something like Muslims today on the Hajjid, you know, going to to Mecca to ask forgiveness for their sins. It's it's part and parcel, I think, of many religions. Yeah, yeah. But for for the Catholic Church, this is the way it was done. Yeah, and now I think in Germany it was often the case that people, if, if they if they were paid money, that that, that they uh, to the church did yeah. as well. Yeah, I don't know. So if if you ever came across that 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 people that here I give you one hundred, what was it in, in the seventies in in Ireland? Pounds. Pounds. So, so I did that. That that. Can can you give me the the, the uh, absolutation? Yeah. <laughs> What are you gonna call that? Yeah. Um, the 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 only, the only thing I. I I don't myself ever remember being given money to uh, uh, as a gift to forgive people their sins. Yeah. But what, what did happen in Ireland was that if you wanted um, your name mentioned at um, the Eucharist at, at a celebration of the Mass, okay. then you paid the priest so much money so that y you would get, say, your dead relatives or uh, maybe somebody who was undergoing an illness mentioned. Yeah. Um, during the Mass, and this was supposed to mean that these people received special graces by being mentioned by the priest. And, and they all, in a sudden, became in the hierarchy of, 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 of good people in the community, a higher standard, a higher level, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that practice came from a medieval practice yeah. where it was believed that the priest who celebrated the Eucharist, the Mass, yeah. on the altar, yeah. received 100% grace. Yeah. And the further you were from the priest, yeah. the the less grace you oh, got. God. <laughs> so it actually continued into the 20th century, into the late 20th century. I yeah. still think there is some of it today. That So if... I mention if I'm the priest yeah. and I mention the name of someone, that means that they get more grace yeah. than the person who has attended the mass. Yeah. 
and they're at the back of the church because they're further away from me. Far too far. Yeah, to, yeah. To, to remember. Them. Yeah, yeah. But, and all of this, yeah. all of this um, theology, we'll call it, or practice. Yeah. It it lost meaning oh, and, God, and, sure. I mean, and and it just continued as an unquestioned practice. And I think unfortunately for the Catholic Church, a lot of these medieval practices yeah. became identified with what people believed in and that was they and this was what that's this these were their beliefs. It really didn't talk about God, but it no. talked about the saints or making your rosary or doing your devotions and all of these things. So as enlightenment wouldn't exist. No, no, no. It, it's really only the enlightenment coming with the open economy in Ireland in, in late 50s. Yeah. With free education being introduced in the 1960s. Yeah. Uh, and then with the economy, the, the Irish economy becoming very open, it was a very closed economy up to 1960. Yeah. That that the Enlightenment gradually penetrated. And of course, then we see after the year 2000, you know, um, homosexuality uh, it, it was decriminalized. People could use um, contraceptives. It was okay. The Irish recently voted a couple of years ago uh, as a people that there you know could what? be a gay marriage. That sounds very interesting. I would <laughs> like to 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 get into that in the second part. Okay, sure. Um, because we're almost uh, ready, and we are ready. But the first part was our 20 minutes, and it's so interesting that 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 I would love to continue with, with it on on the next part. So thank you very much for having you here. And uh, thank you for having me, Kevin. What's Kevin? Declan. Not sure, Declan. <laughs> Declan Jones. Hey, okay. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. This is a listener-supported show. I feel honored if you subscribe to the show. You can follow me non-financial with the following click on one of my Instagram accounts or subscribe the visual version of this podcast on YouTube via the link below. If you like what you hear, be sure to tune in this Sunday for the third part of this Attitude Audio Triptych. If you want to leave a donation for a coffee or a bus ticket, just follow the donation link via the Attitude Podcast account. Eventually, I would like to thank through this medium all my members and listeners of the I Love West Cork Artists Network from all over the world just to remember myself that without you this year couldn't and wouldn't happen You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.